Our Impacting Life 24-7 sponsors have helped us go where no podcast has gone before. Platinum sponsors, poor Katrina McCain is the author of Because She Decided to Love. This book is a collection of poetry and prose about love and its important impact on every relationship. This raw and uncut poetry book addresses the themes of how we experience love through loss, hurt, pain, grief, and passion. Connect with her and get your copy of this book at PaulKatrinaMcCain.com. Donald Skip Mondragon, MD, is a 26-year Army veteran, National Veterans Wrestling Champion, and speaker. He is the author of Wrestling Depression is Not for Wimps, Lessons Learned from an Amateur Wrestler's Fight to Triumph Over Depression. Contact him at WrestlingIsNotForWimps.com. The Underdog Ninja Foundation. This was founded in 2020 by Javi and Jessica Madrigal, a husband and wife team that have been battling and overcoming heart disease for over 18 years. Their personal story and experiences have led them to follow their calling of empowering, educating, and supporting those fighting heart disease. Contact this amazing team at underdogninja.com. Melinda Tyson Linder. She has spent decades investing in people from all different walks of life. She has led inner city programs for disadvantaged youth, as well as been a mentor to young adults, married couples, and individuals facing adversity. Belinda and her husband have built multiple six and seven figure businesses and have trained leaders on having tenacity and character in business. Ultimately, Belinda cares about people and shows the love of God to everyone she encounters. Bettina Carey. Bettina Carey is the diminutive four foot nine and a half Latina. She inspires and empowers women to create big results. They break through. No, they shatter their earnings glass ceilings. They kick self-imposed limitations to the curb and live their legacies now. Whether she's coaching from a live or virtual stage or conferring with a small cohort of bold women and men on the rise at a conference table, her championship strategies say you can win today. Contact her at weempoweryourlife.com. If you would like to become a sponsor of Impacting Life 24-7, reach out to clkingspeaker.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, reach out to clkingspeaker.com, and we are here in the Impacting Life 24-7 studios with C.L. King and my great friend and co-host, Mike Black. What's up, Mike? What's up, CEO? How you doing, man? man. Thanks for having me tonight. Yeah. Glad to be here. Well, it's not like you're a guest, brother. It's not like I'm having you. You just here with me. You hanging out, dog. Like it's like I know. Look, like I don't have to <laughs> clean up when you come over to the house. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, man. <laughs> right. That's that's what you know you family when you ain't got to clean up. But we still we still do. Our wives still make us clean up, don't they? Pretty much. I mean, matter of fact, when you're leaving, I'm like making movements, putting stuff in the trash. I'll clean up, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, coming to you live from the High Definition Studios here in Impactville. And of course, Mike, uh, the technology that we have now allows us to be everywhere all at the same time. And so here we are tonight on Impacting Life. And uh, we decided that because it's 2-22-22, that we didn't have a clue of what the show was going to be about tonight. <laughs> Don't you love flying like that, Black? That's like building the plane when you fly it? Hey, when we, when we uh, you know, just freestyle, it's always a great show regardless because the two of us are on it. But... That's right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it could, when, we, could... when, we, when we freestyle, we just flow so smooth. It's... Uh... It's awesome, and and the, I should keep the viewers on the edge of their seats because they never know what we're going to say next. Never know what we're going to say next. Again, Impact Life 24-7. Uh, if you'd like to connect with us, if you'd like to become one of those sponsors, it's really easy. Just go to clkingspeaker.com, and, uh, boy, we got to have a meeting soon, Black, because we got something big coming up in April. <laughs> we got to actually get that together. <laughs> we do have to get that together yes, yes, because sir. now that you said it, I just remembered. I just remembered myself <laughs> when we're talking about um, – when we're talking about, you know, 
getting people involved and people connected is my is, is the lettering on my hat do you see it on your screen the right way i do okay because i flipped the mirror around so that way when i actually point to you i'm actually pointing to you when you have it flipped the other way if i point to you that way it'll actually be point me pointing this way it's just it's just a it's just a setting. So listen, if you if you are are watching us live or you actually happen to catch the replay, all you got to do is put in the comments, you know, replay. For those of you that listen to our podcast on our international scale, which is hosted through Podbean, you got to realize that about 92% of our viewership and listenership comes from our podcast. So we do this live thing just to hang out with y'all that like to be nosy on Facebook, but really there's really no requirement for us to do this because most of our listeners listen to the podcast, but we like to keep it fresh. We'd like to keep it live. We didn't want to have it have a studio feel. And so here we are, Mike, let's talk about this real quick. Cause you and I didn't get a chance to, to uh, go over this. I know you was probably your head was bobbing during the, um, during the Super Bowl halftime show. Was it? Yes. What'd you think it about? What'd you think about it, bro? I mean, I felt like 1990 was back. Yes, and, sir. Uh, was, I was back in Tampa, dog. <laughs> you was back in Tampa. I, I was back in Tampa, dog. Listening to some music, you know, yeah. back in the day. That was that was what's up, man. That was 90 early 90s. Was uh, you know, I was in high school and uh, middle school, going to high school, and you know, getting ready to join the Marine Corps in '96. So that was that music was awesome man it was and you know the thing about the thing about it is is that um i scrolled some folks's facebook pages and like i think i might have told you that that you know some people had their varying opinions about it and you know i think you should you you it's music it's an art form and you should have the right to express that that was garbage you know what i mean if you did if you didn't like it but right. there was some other there was some significance to it that i think played even more than it just being uh, a hip hop thing, but it caused us, it caused us all to remember and go back in time. Don't you think? I think so. I definitely think that, uh, and you and I talked about this offline, but one of the things that I noticed is just like the beats, the melodies of that particular music. It was so fresh and it's like the newer stuff. It's like, you can tell that there's creativity that's been lost. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Man. And so, yeah. you know, you think to yourself, I mean, when you hear certain tracks, like you're automatically like, whoa, versus yeah. nowadays, I couldn't tell you what track goes to what beat, to no. what to what rapper, to what artist <laughs> or whatever. I could not tell you. Like, yeah. I couldn't even tell you nobody's name. Me neither. Me neither. So I'm... it's like, you know, but there's got to be some kind of psychology behind that. Why is that? So if you were to dive into it. Why is that? Was well, it the time in our nation? Well, music it... is music is very powerful, number one. But right. I did I did have to Google the other cat that was in the lineup. I didn't know who that was. Okay, and who was it? I didn't either. <laughs> who who was it? I don't know who okay, he was. So, so, and, you, so as yeah, fact, when he was doing his thing, I'm like, who like is okay, this guy? Yeah, like I'm okay. Like, I'm hey, like, hey I Siri, who is this him. in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Um Siri, who's the fourth singer from the middle of the show? Hold on, Chris, while I'm downloading. <laughs> I had no clue, right? And so, uh, yeah, you got oh, Snoop, you got you got uh, you got Dr. Dre, you got Mary J, you got right. Fifty Cent, and anybody out there remember what the dude's name was that performed during the halftime show? Because I was no I was like, if he was part of the '90s, and I'm he 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 wasn't in that genre. I don't remember him. Yeah, no clue who that guy is. Still don't know. You still don't know. Still don't care. <laughs> still don't know. I still don't care. I think they said that uh, oh, Doctor. I think they said Doctor Dre's uh, somebody, someone of that crew, someone of that one of those songs has now got a billion downloads, bro. Wow! Like that was a brilliant marketing scheme for them. You know what I mean? If you can, if you could, you imagine they they say, "Hey, King, we want you to come." And give a fifteen-minute motivational speech at the Super Bowl. I, that'd be it. I, I'm oh turning goodness. the keys, baby. We go. We go to big time now, dog. <laughs> I mean, they had the right. They had the Rock out there. I was just like, what is the Rock doing? No, not Eminem. Not Eminem. It was. It was a a little unknown rapper. Oh. I knew we. Everybody knows Eminem. He's like the most successful rapper, I think, of all time. Right. 
Why don't we call that guy Skittles, man? Who knows? Skittles? Eminem, no, it Skittles, was okay. So you got so you got Eminem, no, you got Fifty Cent, Mary you J. Had Blige, Dre, you had Mary Cent, J. Blige, Doctor Dre, Doctor Dre, and then this right. other dude, right? And the other guy. Inquiring minds need to know. So put that in the chat because I it, Eminem, man, Eminem is dope, man. He's he's strange. He's you know I think artists are strange by nature. You know what I mean? Right. But he he definitely you kind of remind me of Eminem. You might maybe that's what we should call you instead of Mike B. We should call you Eminem, the Eminem of the show. Wow. Probably trademark, probably be sued, man. We'd be sued. Know. We'd probably get sued for even mentioning <laughs> their names during the show. So um but in, anyway, that was that was really a, a nostalgic moment. I mean, folks from folks from like folks from like 38 up on about 60 was just like right there right. I, I was at my homeboy's house watching the super bowl man we were just sitting up there like two old heads bobbing you know what i mean and uh <laughs> and and so my daughter she was at she was at a, a church super bowl party <laughs> and you know how those go right you go watch the halftime right. show with some church folk <laughs> so no. so my man 50 came on and uh, I guess the Holy Ghost hit the room, and they changed the channel because <laughs> Fifty had Fifty had some irky jerks going on with his with his females. Well, and, what uh, was he doing when he was hanging upside down? I was I, trying to was figure that, that piece out. That was they said that was like a recreation of um, recreation of some sort of video or something that he I did. Mean, recreation, but I mean that brother's over fifty, man. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you hanging upside down? He might have lost some oxygen or something. <laughs> And you know, okay. and you know, he got joked big time on social media because he, because he, yeah, you know, because he, he was so he gained some he gained some weight, you know. That's what I'm saying. But you hanging upside down, dog, you might get lightheaded and pass out. I'm, you know, serious, I'm just, being, like, just being real, dog. Like, dog, man. It, but uh, yeah, they that was uh, that was a, that was a good turn. And then you know, we just finished up All Star Weekend. Did you watch any of that? Did not. Oh, you're you're just not a basketball connoisseur anymore, brother. Uh, yeah, I've kind of got out the loop, man. I mean. I enjoyed watching the uh, college game. I know we probably don't want to speak of that, but I enjoyed watching that. Oh, uh, Duke and um, yeah, Duke Carolina. and Carolina. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, no, uh, this <coughs> this uh, this um, All Star Weekend, Steph Curry set the all time record for threes in the All Star game. He hit sixteen threes, brother. Wow, sixteen threes, and he was two points shy from the all time scoring record too amazing yeah so you know i'm just i'm just down with steph curry can we talk a little bit something controversial that happened though at the um at the uh all-star game go ahead and i don't know if you're in the loop on this but for those of you listening to impact life 24 7 with your host cl king and mb mr mike b also known as mike black there was there was some if you remember in the NBA world, there was some there was some controversy that stirred up amongst the Bulls. You remember when Michael Jordan put out that docu series, The Last Dance? I do. Did you happen to even watch that, Black? I saw it as I was scrolling through, but I didn't watch it. Tell okay. me about it. Well, it, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna re- rehearse it. But basically, um, Michael Jordan basically talked about their last dance, their last year of winning, and he did this series on it. And Scottie Pippen, we've all known that Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were the Batman and Robin of the Chicago Bulls, right? Sure. And uh, Scottie took offense to, uh, he took issue with the way Jordan portrayed him in The Last Dance. Okay, he, uh. he felt like that Jordan was bringing out things that only made Jordan look good. Uh. Okay? And so 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 Scotty has recently come out with a book bashing Jordan. Oh man. Yeah, and it, this is this is this is ladies and gentlemen, this is why I'm in this business cuz I have to stay up to the minute on the pulse of the country and the globe. But uh Scotty just uh, offended. He said that everything, you know, they they weren't really close. They weren't really friends like that. And and he didn't really he, he really has now in reflection decided that, you know, he wanted to tell his side of the last dance. And one you. thing that Scottie Pippen said when when the interviewer was interviewing him about his book was he was like, how do you want to be known? How do you want to be remembered? And you know what Scotty said? He said, as the greatest of all time. Uh Oh, 
How you gonna do that, bro? Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But see, let me tell you that I actually, you think I haven't been paying attention much. I actually, this whole greatest of all times things has kind of been sticking to my sticking in my craw a little bit. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because why why is it that you want to diminish a previous generation's talent and accomplishments? It's like to what end? Because I got to thinking, okay, you say, you know, the argument saying Michael Jordan's the greatest of all times, then you want to say LeBron, then you want to throw in there Kobe, different names. Well, guess what? 50 years from now, there's going to be a new greatest of all times. Right. So then you're going to be talking about that. So I guess what I'm thinking is, is that it is vanity because people, you know, 50 years ago, who was the greatest all time 50 years ago? Does any of us know? There, yeah, that's a good point. See what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, but what, what is the point of this greatest of all time meme and, and take that to any sports, whether like, you know, football, you know, I watch a lot of football more than basketball. So they always talk Brady, right? But right. what is the point of all this? Is this vanity? Is it, is it just to get sports ratings? So sportscasters have something to go on there and talk about, you know, and I'm not trying to be weird about it, but I've kind of, this is the way I've thought about it recently. I just feel like that there are the greatest of their, of time, of all times in their era. Like to me, bar none, Jordan's the greatest time, greatest of all players in his era. Right. I watched some of his clips. There's no way dude yeah. was, yeah, dude was on it. Sometimes you fast. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. I just, You're right. And sometimes you have to go back and right. <laughs> recall, like you say, like watching some of his clips, man. Sometimes I'll go and watch the entire game of, you know, Jordan versus the Knicks. You know what I mean? And I'm just like how he willed his team. But you're 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 bringing up a very good point. I'm going to I'm going to parenthetically insert what what we were once we finished this point. What, what what I was what the other point that I was getting to, but you bring up a very good point. The greatest of all time, or the greatest of of their time, but that's not their really time. Good, that's that not acronym. that's not an acronym that we can yeah, make. You yeah, yeah, you can't have that acronym. But I just feel like that there are greatest of all times in their era. I feel like you 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 actually diminish one era, and then you actually, you know, you actually take away from your era. By diminishing someone else's error why can't you just give homage to each error because yeah. there are greats in each error well you're, like you know what i'm saying right. give you're them right. their homage you know what i mean i i agree i agree and <laughs> since you didn't you didn't see the all-star weekend celebration i did yeah well i i'm a i'm a bit of um you know kind of like a you know i'm a political junkie i'm a historian junkie and I'm I'm a basketball kind of history junkie, and and so they were. This is celebrating the what is it? Diamond when it's 75 years. Is okay, that diamond sounds right. Yeah, diamond sounds <laughs> sounds right. Let's hope we say it right because I think the queen has just celebrated her diamond jubilee or something. I don't know. Well, anyway, okay. 75 years of NBA history. So they brought out the top 75 players that they that they voted on, and. Okay. Of course, you know, you go you go back and you got people coming out like you said that, okay, this dude, this dude was a two time champion, league MVP. I don't even know his I didn't even know his name, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, you know, then they they call out the likes of all the names that you and I remember. You know, Kareem, uh, you know, Magic, all of those. I even Isaiah Thomas came out. Well, who do you right. think? Now, I was thinking they were doing it in alphabetical order, Danny, but they weren't. They were doing it in order of shock value, in my opinion, because oh, I see. who did they call last? Out of the top 75 players, who did they call last? No clue, but tell me. Take a guess. Who did they call last of the 75 top players? Oh, boy. Come on, don't overthink it. Just take a guess. I don't know. Michael Jordan. What? They called, they called Michael Jordan last, which, wow. which in the speaking world, right? That That's right. That's right. Danny drama in the speaking world. If you speak last, you the keynote, baby. You know what I mean? You, you the keynote. So, so I mean, they bring magic, they bring bird, they bring all, and they got this big old round thing and they're all circling around it. Of course, Isaiah and Jordan did not shake hands or even talk, 
But but what I wanted to talk to you about the controversy was, and Danny says because you can't use greatest of all time anymore. You're right because time is time is relative, right? Time is moving, and you know we said that uh, Ray Allen was the greatest shooter of all time till Steph Curry was born. So uh, the the controversy is though that some of the players, Mike, did not show up to this thing. Okay. They when they called their name, they put them on the jumbotron, and they were on like a Zoom kind of thing, right? <laughs> right. So because some of them, like, uh, what's the what's the guy with the most rings, uh, played for the Boston Celtics? He always gets yeah. he gives I out the award every year. Uh, what's his name, Danny? The guy with the most rings. Gosh, I can't remember. But anyway, he was on the screen because of obviously his age. He couldn't make it to Cleveland. Others were on the screen, but one that I took note of in particular was Scottie Pippen couldn't make the event. He, mm. he zoomed in on the screen and, and waving up there, right? I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, hold up, bro. You're talking all that smack in your book. You know what I mean? You're talking like Jordan is this. He's a punk, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, you know what? If you really feel that way, then make your presence known, right? Step into the room is what I'm saying, right? Step into the room with all that smoke. And uh, Jordan showed up. Right. <laughs> you know? And here's here's the thing. I don't think that that, you know, we talk about sports being a team thing and, you know, Builds team and camaraderie and sacrifice, but is is you just said it is not there an ego element to sports? Big time. It's all and and I think it's worse ego driven because think about it. Think about this for a second. Let's imagine we looked up what the pay was for a superstar fifty years ago. Right. And mind you, right. let's go back. There are people that actually had regular jobs, King. Yeah, that worked right. And they and they did sports. Yep. It's like now we're so I don't mean to be poking nobody in the eye, yeah, but I'm gonna rip the band-aid off. Sour, you know what I'm saying? Sour down now. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna rip the band-aid off, but these right. guys are very much high paid, right? You know, full time. That's all they do. Yeah. So I mean, literally, like what else do they have to talk about? It's the greatest of all times. When 50 years ago, people might've been a mailman, might've been delivering milk and, and playing in the NBA or playing in the NFL or hockey or whatever, baseball. I mean, Black. come on, man. Black. Yeah. Black. Yeah. Jor- but Danny says Jordan, Jordan has receipts. <laughs> and, and this is my point. This is my I'm, point. I got you. I, and, and, I got I'm, you. and I'm kind of feeling that. Okay. Cause he talks about marketing and business got involved. And that's where the, the thing just took off. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Scottie Pippen, it's 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 no argument that the Bulls would not have been the Bulls without Scottie Pippen. Is is right. there anyone in the room that wants to argue that? Okay. Right. Jordan needed Pippen, just like he needed Rodman, just like you know what I mean? He needed Pippen. Pippen right. was there for all six championships, right? Right. But Here's the problem with Pippen. And this is why I took I took issue with Pippen like saying, "Yo, I'm on par with Jordan or I'm even better than Jordan." Here's why I took issue with it. It exactly what Danny said in the comments over there, marketing and business got involved, okay? Jordan is articulate. J- Jordan Jordan speaks well. He carried, he always G'd up in a suit. Remember back in the days when players actually had to wear suits to games? Remember that? Definitely. I don't know yeah, what I never they, seen, I, I never seen him looking not fly. No, 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 no. I mean, he was G'd up all the time. He brought out, what he bring out? The shoes, the Air Jordans. Yeah. He changed the game. He he changed the game of right. basketball. He, right. Because people weren't saying, like, Scotty, I want to be like Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> He's so silly. They they weren't uh, they weren't saying that, bro. They weren't they were not saying yeah, that. Yeah, but but at the same token, let's for 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 the devil's advocate, let's argue that to your point, he was all over it. Jordan needed a great supporting cast right. to be a superstar to win those rings. Now Jordan may not have needed the supporting cast to market his business. I mean, the dude still sells shoes today, and he's been retired since what ninety eight. Uh, two thousand. Still like two thousand. Yeah. Early 2000s. So it's still the top selling shoe to this day. 
It's top selling shoes. So right. his, his marketing skills and genius. If you're going to be jealous of something, that'd be something to be jealous of. Don't sit here and say, I'm a better player than you. Because number one, that argument doesn't hold water. Number two, he's probably a better business acumen, probably a better name recognition and just knew how to sell himself. So let's pivot for a second and talk about the dynamics of Shaq and Kobe. So Shaq and Kobe, and I watched the interview of this and Shaq was saying, I never disliked Kobe, but I was a marketing genius. See, a lot of people he don't give Shaq. Yep. They don't yeah. give Shaq. They, they, they don't give Shaq the same credit as they would have Michael Jordan. But you know what? Shaq is a way better marketer. He probably is a better marketer than Jordan. A lot of people don't want to believe that, but he's a good marketer. And Shaq is also in like 50 different businesses. Yeah. You talk about the money that loot that man makes. Yeah. But he was a good marketer. He knew that selling the drama that he didn't get along with Kobe would make money and sell tickets and shoes and attire. It's all, you know what I'm saying? They know what they're doing. I, I don't but, I don't argue with you, Black. So, but the dynamics of Shaq and Kobe is, you know, but the dynamics of Shaq and Kobe is, is that, you know, it was not the same dynamics of, you know, Scotty and uh, Jordan, obviously. Okay. In but, other words, Scott, uh, you know, Shaq and Kobe, pretty much could have ran it, with just maybe some supporting cast players. To whereas Scotty Pippen and Jordan, they had to have additional play, additional talent. Does that make sense? If you just had Shaq and Kobe. And a few supporting cast. They how many championships did they win with these role players? Robert Ory back in the day. Right. Um, there was uh one other guy that was always shooting threes, um oh, Fisher or whatever. Derek so you had Fisher, some supporting, yeah. yeah. And then you had some supporting cast members, but who was the dominant? Shaq and Kobe. Right. So yeah. were so were Rodman and Jordan as dominant as Shaq and Kobe. Again, different era. Well, I mean, Shaq seven foot. You know what I'm saying? The game was changing. So I mean, you could argue this. Any way you want to take it, but I'm taking it. Everybody but, could be right. But you know I'm, I'm saying you can, right, and I agree with you. And and there's no disagreements here at Impacting Life 24/7 because everyone knows that in this layer of information. <laughs> I don't even know what you're gonna say. I know, brother. Go ahead and say it, so I can turn my head around backwards. The, right, the, the, Danny says the market is the wisdom of the crowd. Boy, that's powerful. Boy, I, I should put that on a shirt. That's that's powerful, Danny. The market sure. is the wisdom of the crowd. And so here's my point that I've been trying. I'm trying to get to it, Black, and you keep derailing me. But I like the, I like the derailment. Was Shaq and Kobe cool? Maybe so. All right, but they had that on. They had that in the air drama that fueled this. Oh my goodness! So it kept your eyes on the Lakers, right? Right. It kept your eyes on the Lakers. We thought that Jordan and Pippen was like like aces in the hole, right? Right. But from what Pippen says, Pippen didn't and and I don't I haven't verified this, but I read a report that Pippen did not call Jordan when his father was killed. Mm. So that speaks to the underlying issue Jordan was larger than life Jordan was the brand he did not get paid to be humble he got paid to win he punched Steve Kerr in the face punched Bill Wellington cussed out Phil Jackson but he was a savage winner he was a savage winner and so when you look at Jordan I mean, just look at even looking at how he came into the arena at the All Star Game. He he is still the presence of the NBA. Like they all pay homage to him, brother. I mean, even the greats, the old timers, they still pay homage to this dude. So my point is, is that yes, Scotty said he wanted to be the greatest of all time, but that would be let's say there was such a thing, greatest of all time. Right. It would be impossible for you to eclipse Jordan. And here's what people have to realize. This is why I get along so well with Greg and why I get along so well with you. Because Greg don't want to be me. You see what I'm saying? Greg makes stuff happen for me in the background that I I don't have to fool with. So we make stuff look like we got a Fortune 500 company and we just roll it in barely by the skin of our teeth, right? But he don't want to be the speaker. So when right. the lights is flashing and my name's on the marquee, he's like, go ahead, dog, get go. Bigger the better. What happened with Pippen was I feel 
what happened with Judas. Judas uh. got, oh, come on, I'm preaching to somebody now. Judas got jealous of the fame of Jesus. Right. Okay. Because Jesus didn't go around saying Jesus didn't go around saying, hey, my boy, Judas. Hey, my boy. Jesus went around. This is my father's business. Right. right. I know I got these 12, but he wasn't hyping them up. He, they was the they was the people, the supporting cast, like you say. And so when Jordan went right during the height of covid, he's like, I got to make a marketing decision. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a a, a, a docu series where I control all the intellectual properties. He got to sign off on every content that was in that thing. And it, it was a it was a bestseller. Right. So then Scotty gets offended, even though Jordan sang his praises in the thing. He didn't like dog Scotty. He right. just, Scotty just felt like he wasn't, you know, all of a sudden now, Scotty wanted to be, well, it was a team thing. Well, no kidding. All 12 of them got rings. Of course it was right. a team thing. But right. Jor- but Jordan don't sell teams. So, I mean, just because a person has fame and is in the skylight, they're actually still a person. And it's like, I, I kind of wonder, like, why is this coming out? Like you're saying, there had to be something underlining that has probably been, you know, going on for years. But you know, not to say know your role, but if you are an excellent number two and you have lots of championships and you're very wealthy and successful in life, why would you ever approach it like you're a loser or well, you're less than? Okay, and Danny asked I'm this just question. Saying that real. Like, Danny asked less than. Danny asked this question, or he says this statement Pippen is not really a franchise player. Do you agree with that? Franchise player? Like you the man. Everything pivots off of you. Mm. I wouldn't use the word franchise because he's I, not. I don't. I, I don't I think say, he's. I don't think he's a franchise player. Yeah, but I, I would say. I would say excellent role player because what team did Pippen play on before the Bulls? Uh, he didn't. He came in. He came okay, in. So if you, so if you're not a franchise player and you played on one team, then what are you? But look, check this out. When Jordan I mean, left, just, remember this. Right. When Jordan left, right, it was Pippen's team. Okay, so if it was Pippen's team, what happened to the Bulls shortly thereafter? They did. They didn't make the playoffs. Okay, so you could dissect this like this. Jordan made Pippen a better player. Right. And he made other players better. Right. So Pippen was a great role player. Right. Like the top role player, the number two. Right. There are worse things in life than being number two. You could be like number 28. So, <laughs> get, you know, get over yourself. I mean, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? You're making millions of dollars, dog. You're right. number two. You feel me? You know right. what I'm saying? You're getting rings just like you said. What right. are you talking about? And then you're going to get butt hurt because the dude, like, didn't really, you know, he didn't bash you, but he didn't say you were, like, number one. Right. And I, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying in a sense to where you and I don't know all the ins and outs. That's right. We can, we can only just speculate off what, like, you know, we can uh, Monday morning quarterback this thing, right? Right. But, I mean, not to say know your role, but, I mean, kind of like know your role in a sense. You know, and that, that's a great point. I, I, we didn't even plan on this, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you tuning in to Impact Life 24-7, we'd love for you to become a sponsor. If you'd like to sponsor, you know, probably $1,000 an episode would probably get us in the black. Don't you think black? Yeah, $1,000 an episode would get us get our books in the black, right? <laughs> Come on, bring it. And it's tax time, so yes, you know sir. what? Y'all got the money. Don't be trying to play pimp. Y'all got some money out there. <laughs> we're, we're, and, and we're only saying that partially in jest, but it does take money to run what we do. Uh, just put, I just put out a new, um, I just put out a new flyer for, uh, our upcoming weekend this Friday. We've got an amazing, it's called three times the fire. It's coming out Friday at seven o'clock and typically it's our midnight motivation, but we decided to bring it in to seven o'clock okay. so everybody could stay awake for it. And we got three dynamic nice. speakers. Well, I didn't want to just be putting it on a word doc and paste their pictures up there. So we had to pay to get it to, to get it looking top shelf. Okay. And, th- and that's what I'm saying. Like people think, Oh, I can just, we can just start doing this for fun. That's fine. But if you want to go to another level, you have to invest. And so our sponsors really do help us in that regard. And so we got a big thing coming up in April that is going to give you an opportunity to help us continue to push this uh, mission of impacting lives. And, 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 you know, it's like this in the church world, brother. It's like this, you know, if you do something good, Oh, well, and and this is fine. Humility is good. Those that are humbled will be exalted. I get all of that. 
But I'm saying that in the sports arena, they're not they're not paying you to be humble. They're paying you to be the best. Right? right. They're paying you to be great almost at any cost. Right? They're they 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 got all kind of stuff tied to your greatness. And so I think Jordan took it personal when he became the greatest of this era. And so he said in his docu-series, Mike, he said, I just expect people to come to that level. He didn't expect people to play like him, but he expected people to play on the same level, the I'm same tracking. level of intensity. So, so, he, so here's Pippen. You just said something that was profound. You said, hey, look, what's, what you bellyaching about being number two? Six rings, Hall of Famer, right? He, then he started. Then he started knocking Jordan's defensive numbers. Like one year, Jordan got defensive player or whatever, and they were like, "Well, they were really giving. They were really cooking the books for Jordan's numbers." And I'm just like, "My, my goodness, dog, what's up with all these sour grapes?" And so, right. to my first original point, that if you had all this beef, bro, all you had to do is show up to the top seventy-five. We could have talked about it outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't sell, I mean, don't sell wolf tickets and then don't show up, bro. Well, but but let's look at it this way too. Think about it from a marketing standpoint. Okay. Do you think there's any revenue, jerseys being sold, shoes being sold off of a beef that may or may not be real, or the drama of it? They're, oh. they're talking about oh, pimping. It's got this and that. Da 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 da. There's some kind of drama going on. Is there money changing hands or revenue off of this? Because you have to think of it. People think of it, oh, this is just a sports drama. It gives these sports guys something to talk about. But what drives that? Money. Is there money being made for said drama, whether it's real or imagined? We I, don't you know. know. That, that's interesting that you say that. Because I would go back to your example with Kobe and Shaq. They both kind of toyed around with fueling it a bit, right? Right. Yeah, Kobe looked like a mad dog. You know what I mean? He and Shaq was kind of fueling a little bit. But Jordan's response to Pippen has been nil. Uh. That's what got me tripping. Like, Jordan, he's so larger than life, brother. He, I don't even know if he knows Pippen got a book out about <laughs> So, 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 not to be funny, but you're saying Jordan is like this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, anyway, <laughs> that's why they call like, him my name last. You know what I mean? He, he's like, I knew he wouldn't show up. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know. I don't know, man. I know, brother. But I'm just, I was, I wanted to fuel that controversy tonight. Just the, just the, just thoughts. But really, the sport, sport, you know, some people say sports build character. I don't believe that. I, I, I and you guys are going to probably disagree with me, but I don't believe that. Because when we look at what these professionals do, some of the stuff that they do don't show character. You know, we tell kids, you can't talk back to your coach, you need to respect your coach, you need to do this and any other. And then they get into the, the pro leagues and they act like fools. So it just, I think, I think it just reveals your character. I don't know if it builds character. I, I would agree with that. And you think about it, you know, how just sports is marketed. I mean, it is marketed so money driven. They had a, uh, what were we talking about? I think Greg, you and I were talking about on uh, there your birthday, like should these college players get paid to play? Uh-huh. You know, we talked about that. You know, how should they get paid to play? Oh, Think about they? the revenue yeah. that they generate for these colleges when they have these big, you know, games. They're making bank, man. All right, so let me go back and amend my statement. Okay. I don't, I don't necessarily think that up to a, up to the free point, that sports can't build character, okay? Okay, up to the free point. You mean like Pee Wee? You know what I mean? Like you know, you're doing Pee Wee high, high school, school, blah blah blah. Okay, I, I do I think you. those are those are team building events and character building events. But I have another statement relative to that: that it's not it's not the coach's job to inject my son with character. It's my job. Okay. And some cases there ain't no daddy in the house. I get all that, but I'm saying let's put everything at the level field. I taught my son how to catch the baseball first. I was his first coach. I taught right. Chris how to play the drums first before he ever got into the band. So 
yes, I do believe those are character. Uh, those are character environment, character building environments. How, however, on the flip side, I do see some of these coaches not not referring to any. So if y'all hear this, I speak on a global level. So I've seen a bunch of coaches in many environments. I do see on the local free level where we're supposed to be building characters. Some of these coaches talking to these kids like they're getting paid. You know what I mean? Like cussing them out and throwing a fit and carrying on. I'm just like, so that's the character you're trying to show me to build in my kid, huh? You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't agree with that either. That's not good. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why when I, you know, I'm kind of like in the gray area of, you know, I shouldn't say it as a blanket statement that it doesn't build character, but when you start getting into the paid event, you either got character or you don't. And the money is just going to reveal what your character is. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm with that. Um, there was a gentleman, his name is Kate Smith. He owns the most Wendy's in the, like the whole franchise. You know, I'm talking about there's a basketball player that owns the most Wendy's. He played back in say the eight, maybe the seventies, eighties, but he became a very good businessman and, you know, we'll get his name later, but he is like super wealthy. I mean, it's like, so, so we could focus on, you know, the um, big time athletes, you know, for this conversation that, hey, you know, polarize the ones that are just, you know, greatest of all times, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of athletes that come in. They may have been a number three or four, five or six or whatever. Right. And they made their millions and they became successful businessmen and they've, you know, have w- went on with their life. It's like I always wondered, not saying why would you not talk about them, but, you know, it's it's like you're saying, it's a business, you make your money. Like, do you know the average career for any professional sports, like football, for example, the average NFL player only plays for four years, Right. period, four years. Sure. So when you think of your hopty topty, you know, yeah. uh, you know, superstars that play 20 years, that's such an anomaly that it's not even really, how do you even compare that? How do you compare a 20 year career of a quarterback versus a 10 year career of a, a linebacker or something that's had a great career, but he was only there for 10 years yeah. or even six years uh, running back for the Broncos. He did like three years and he's in the hall of fame. Oh yeah. You talking um, about, um, what's his name? Yeah. But a dude had like 2000 yards or something yeah. for like three years straight or something <laughs> crazy. And you so, know, get, you know what I'm saying? I mean, getting one yard in the NFL is a task in and of itself. That's what I'm it, saying. Dog? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That man. gentleman, so, you, you know, I'm sorry, Black. That gentleman you were yeah. talking about, because you, you gave a really good explanation of him. Junior Bridgman was the Junior ge- Bridgman. Yeah. Okay. He, um, during his off, during the off seasons of his, of his playing career, Bridgman worked and learned the business model of Wendy's fast food restaurant franchises. After retiring from the NBA, he invested in the franchise and eventually owned over 100 various Wendy's and Chili's restaurants before selling them all in 2016, which he probably making a mint now just off the I interest. Mean, <laughs> that boy sit back. He like, hmm, let me peek in the, the air, dog. He's like, no, dog, what you want to do? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever we want. I mean, he, he talking Jordan, Jordan Pippen, who, what? Man, that brother got more money than Shaq, Jordan, Pippen, all combined. Yeah. He, he on the, he like was flying low on the radar. Yeah, man. And I'm that, serious, that, man. That's, and, and you know, and that's one thing that, um, I wonder, does anybody out there know, do they, do they, do they teach financial management to those, um, to you know, those guys who come in that, you know, all of a sudden they went from, you yeah. know what I mean? Being in the hood to, um, uh, being in the hood to having multiple six figure salaries and more than that. You know what I mean? Money. Sadly, I think that these agents and all these people, everybody got their hands get, out, get the hooks in a man. And yeah. they like, Oh, you need to get you a brand new house and you got to get you a Ferrari. No, you don't. Right. You need to get like a Honda Accord. Word up. You need, you know what I'm yeah. Yeah. You're right, Danny. Magic did well too. Magic did well. And you know, right. that, that philanthropy, I think LeBron is going to do phenomenal. Of course, you know, these guys who didn't, I, I would imagine it's like this. I, I am at my age now where things don't impress me. Like, no, I don't mean that like sarcastically, like I'm too good for things, 
but it's like you you work to get it or you go spend money to get it then you get it and it's just it's a thing you know what i mean so right. so i think these guys when you know they develop a maturity that says you know it's not just about the flashy cars and the, you know the bling in the mouth um or st- even a status symbol you know what i mean it's about building generational wealth <clears throat> you know and and uh that's what i think Shaq, his parents or some or or his kids they all have to get master's degrees i believe he said that uh if they was going to get a little, any cut of his of his revenue they all had to get masters wowzers Better yeah, get studying. Better get cracking. <laughs> yeah, because bro, Cause, you know, Shaq's, you know got, what? Shaq's got a PhD. Yeah, but I'm saying, but what if it's like, okay, you didn't say what I got to get a master's in basket weaving. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it, baby. I'm gonna get me I'm a basket saying, weaving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure enough, Shaq has a, a a PhD, man. He does. He does. Yeah, Shaq and, is uh, definitely intelligent. He's he's really intelligent, man. He play he plays the hip hop gangster, but he he the dude's brilliant, man. That, and, bro, that I, brother, yeah, he's he's definitely got a bow tie, and he's all like. Ooh. I think he, uh, I think he's like a sheriff too, or uh, uh, like, he was. Yeah, d- yeah he was. Did you know he has a big stake in uh, Carnival Cruise Line? No way, really. He does. Well, he probably lost, he probably lost money last year though, because that was. That, I know. Yeah, I'm just saying, but that brother's got his hands in a lot of pots, man. You'd be amazed at some of the businesses he owns. You know, and that's, uh, you know has 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 a uh, stake in. It's funny because when we bring this back down to like us common folk like me and you <laughs> we talk about all right. these millions it's funny right. because i've had these exact same conversations with my kids uh just had to, had to have the renewed conversation with chris you know he's he went into the army at a you know very very successful clip and i i love the habits that i'm seeing him that he's carrying on like all his homeboys is out buying new jordans new this new that and they in school and he he just chilling in the barracks got his ramen noodles you know what i mean he got and he got you know five thousand dollars in the bank you know he's like i said brother that money that see that it's spending different now don't it now that you ain't making subs and you know understanding the art of saving and investing and and uh that's that's really important i i i don't know if our educational model does enough to emphasize those things they definitely don't i mean i can remember even when i was in high school they had a uh I took a shot, like a elective, and it was, um, I don't know what it was, it was like check writing, you know, just basic life skills or something. Right. And they taught you how to like write a check and balance a budget. Imagine you know? that. And it was an actual, an actual course. And it's like funny because I, I that, uh, that course and actually uh, cooking, uh, not home economics, but they call it, a, I forget the name of it, but basically you learn how to cook, you learn how to cook an egg. Okay. That those are the courses that I remember the most. Yeah. I don't remember no stinking English class or algebra. Man. And I remember music because I was I was a singer, so I definitely remember like music. Right. I remember you know that life skills class and cooking class. Those were like classes I actually remember. This gives us a great segue, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in to Impacting Life twenty four seven with your host CL King and your my co-host Mr. Mike Black who has no problem being number 2 but he also can be number 1 that's the beautiful thing about this thing like when when I'm traveling all across the globe next uh, this coming summer he going to be running the show and I'm going to be out you know trying to bring in some revenue for the company um and Mike has been my friend for years I I trust him implicitly and he's just an absolutely amazing guy part of our team we have a team of 5 actually getting ready to add another team member to our team and I haven't told the rest of the team yet, but uh, they'll be excited. And it really does take, we've got four kind of prongs that we are working. Mike's working on his book. I'm working on mine, Lord Jesus. And I told I told Mike that I want this to be like the death row records of impact. You know what I mean? Like I want people to be able to look at Impact in Life 24-7 as a, as a you know, a legit cathedral of resource. And not only that, but people who may want to partner with us. Uh, Danny's got some really brilliant ideas in the background that we are ready to roll out soon uh, where we where we, you know, partner with people who've written books and, and highlight their stuff. It's just we just want we just want to really, really, really take this thing to the next level. And so we were just talking about budgeting. We talk about money. We, we didn't plan the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen, just because it's two twenty two twenty two. Right. And I did. I, I And if I recall, I, I think I, I didn't send that to you, Mike, but I have it myself. 
We this is known this week is known as the pal what's it called? The palindrome week. Only probably okay. Danny knew that. <laughs> the palindrome week. And it's every date through the end of the month will read the same way forward and backwards. So that's pretty cool. So from 221-22 all the way down to 228-22, forward and backwards, the dates will be the same. Now, that's 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 kind of a good little uh, who knew that could happen kind of thing. But before before we go, because, man, we talked an hour just like that, Black. You see how easy it is, bro? I mean, it was like butter, man. Just like butter, baby. Just like butter. <laughs> oh, some cornbread. It's like butter, man. I, mean, I feel like we talked for an hour. I know, man. It, when you're talking to a friend, it just feels like mere seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I posted a post five days ago that kind of, we might have to do an entire show on this black, but we can kind of set it up now. I tagged you in it. Of course, I know you didn't look at the tag, so I'll just go ahead and <laughs> I mean, the odds are high that, uh, yeah, I thought about looking at the tag and I thought about saying, oh, that's my dear friend, Chris. Ignore, ignore, ignore. He keeps texting me. Ignore. Okay, I'll get him tomorrow. And then I'm like, oh, man, I hope he's not in a ditch. I'm on the auto ignore. Please, please don't let Chris be in a ditch somewhere and nobody answers the phone to go get him. Yeah. Keep him safe. Amen. You know, and that's the that's you know that's the cool thing though is that we don't get offended about that kind of stuff, man. I mean, when you get older, and I guess guys, it don't really matter. Like Wally, when I when when Wally, if I if I call him, he don't answer the phone. He calls me, I don't answer the phone. It ain't no skin off our back. You know what I'm saying? And then like right. when we when I talk to him, and I'm like, yo, I gotta go. It's like, all right, later. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you don't have to feel bad about getting off the phone. You know, some people you got to like have like a preparatory and then, uh, you know what I mean? Like got to come up with an excuse. Hey, my wife's down there. The stove's on fire, you know, because you can't get off the phone with them, you know? <laughs> you fake an emergency. Oh, my God. <sighs> That's so messed up, man. Yeah, I hope some... none of our friends that we do that to are listening. Yeah. Because we're just kidding. We don't do nobody like that. I'm sorry. I'm going to go pick up my kid for baseball practice. Wait a minute. Your son plays soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? You'd be uh, like, no, my other son. Yeah, oh, my other okay. son from Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to set, the, I'm going to set the stage here. And uh, uh, Danny's like that too, man. I can just get off the phone with Danny. He, he's like, okay, see you. Peace. Um, I tagged you. And of course, uh, it is about education, and I, I really was inspired by the state superintendent, uh, Catherine Truitt. Might want to do a whole show on this, and I, and you can go back and look at that article, and we can pull up some get Danny to pull up some stats for us. I do think that COVID has taught us a lot about our methods and models all across the board. Right. Workforce models, how how we work, you know, the, the, just a whole myriad of things like, OK, maybe we are moving into, you know, like you had the industrial age. Maybe we're moving into a different age that says, OK, we can't be vulnerable f- under a virus attack. So we need to have some other redundancies in the way we roll things out. Right. Education was one of those, too where it got revealed that, uh, you know, maybe our models with, you know, just pushing testing and all that kind of stuff, are we really preparing these kids? That's where we're trying to get to, y'all. Are we really preparing these kids for life after high school? You know, because here's what she said, and and I'll I'll use her since she's the state superintendent. I'll use her thoughts on this. She says... Um, I've been hearing for years that employers are frustrated because employees can't count change. They don't show up to work on time. They can't pass a drug test. All kinds of challenges. Okay, this is from the state superintendent of North Carolina. High schools, Truett believes, should focus on providing employer SALT credentials, especially in computer science and not just preparing students for a four-year residential college experience. 
She goes on to say, we need to make sure that our students are introduced to the notion of a K-12 career path early on, she said. The college for all cry of the 90s and the 2000s needs to become careers for all. And that really, that stuck out to me, brother. It really did. What are your thoughts? So just off the top of my head, right, and I'm going back, you know, one of the things that my stepdaddy told me growing up, he was a plumber by trade, pipe fitter. Um, he's like, you know, what's wrong with a trade school? What's wrong with learning a skill that you can actually go into a trade to where it kind of pivots to what you were saying about college for all. And in other words, everybody can't be a college professor. Everybody can't be an author. Everybody can't be, um, you know, uh, executive for uh, HR firm. So right. you have to have your electricians, you have to have your plumbers, you have to have your roofers, you have to have your builders, Right. you know? So <clears throat> I just wish that to that point that we would say, how do you uh, identify, is it the teacher's role, superintendent's role to identify and say, hey, Mr. Johnny, you know, Sarah, what, what are the, your interests and what fields would you like to go in? How can we prepare you to go that route? Because how many times have kids went to college they spend mom and daddy's money and then they're working at the local pizza joint with right. a bachelor's degree. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, what was the whole point of that evolution? I mean, mom and dad went into, their thrift sa- went into their thrift savings. They're going back to eating Rami and some dang beanie weenies so you can work at the pizza joint and you wonder why they're pissed off. And then they're and down mad. in your basement. Then they're in your basement. They're in your basement on some freaking game. You know what I'm saying? And then there's domestic violence and the cops are called. No wonder why he's choking you out. Give me my money back, sucker. Mom, could you could you adjust the Wi-Fi router, please? I'm, I'm going to come down there and I'm going to slap you upside your head with this peanut butter jelly sandwich and milk. No, get out my house. Danny says, with an emphasis on critical thinking. That's true. See, because sometimes I think there's two. I think there's two. Let me get in the camera frame here. Thank you, guys. We're just going to roll for another. Let's get us give us five more minutes and we'll close this out and we'll come back and do a whole show on it. But there's this there's this there's this thought process, I believe, with some that when you start mentioning the trades, oh, well, you know, we got a dumb down education and, you know, that's not that's not it. But here's what here's what the statistics have showed us that not every kid is college material. But every kid is going to do one thing, guaranteed. As long as God lets them live, they're going to grow up. Right. Right? And 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 I explain this to all my sons, in particular my sons. Hey, look, brother, that's why the male lion kicks the, the, the young male lion out the tribe, out the pride, because you're going to start thinking that you're the king. I'm I'm king of this pride. You got to go get your own pride, brother. That's 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 a reality. That nature teaches you that. Like, yo, dog, you ain't gonna be sitting up because you start getting older, and you are gonna start challenging pops on his on his methodologies. I'm like, dude, this my kingdom. Go get your own. So that way we can continue to fellowship and not be you know at each other's throat. Well, that's a truism in the animal world. And it is a truism in in reality that these kids will grow up whether we want them to or not. What I would love to see is a collective collaborative approach to these kids' education, okay? Especially when she talks about the K-12 journey, like talking to the uh, guidance counselors, like mom, dad, kid, all sit down and they strategize. Like what's our game plan, right? Like what do you want to do? Like you said, that that's what my gear training is about. Identifying what your gift is, brother, or or right. what you can turn into a gift, you know? And Jeremiah's been doing that. My my youngest. He he done took welding. He's now doing bricklaying. And he's he's feeling himself out. He's not sold on any of it yet, right? But but he's he's like, okay, I got a little taste of that. Got a little taste of this. He kind of probably wants to be in business for himself, you know? Right. Well, me, Jeremiah, my wife, and the counselor should be putting him in a position to be the best success at that possible. Correct. But we, what you should be supporting him, right? To, to his to his skill sets, to what he wants to do. You shouldn't be putting that family pressure on. Like, say, some people say, "Well, 
I want to go in the military because my family's an expectation is, and then they go in the military and they're miserable. They're miserable. You know, right. you have to do something that you're passionate about, that you're going to be good at, that you want to wake up and go to work to where, like you're saying, doesn't feel like work. Right. I mean, it really is get back to the basics. It's very simple. I just think we over complicated yeah, like, to it, the max. I agree. So, but what do you think well, about that, Black? I mean, like, imagine like you do, you know, you and your wife going to sit down and do financial planning, right? So you're going to go meet right. a financial planner. Right. Right. And they're like, okay, here's what you got. Here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. Right. Why don't we, why don't we do that in the education process? It's a good question. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. Did anybody know Chris wanted to go into the military band besides me and E-Man? You know Uh what I mean? We should, we, that should have been the understanding. Okay. This is what this kid wants to do. This is what his gifting is. We want to try to help make that lane clear and be successful. Don't have him taking French and Russian because he ain't, that's not the route that he's going. Right. You know, and I think sometimes, you know, we got to do a whole show on this black. So go back and check the tag and actually do some research. (laughs) I will. And then we'll, Uh, uh, we'll talk about it again. So we should do that. Yeah. We could do a whole show on that for sure. We could throw some statistics out there of what's legit and what, the workforce looks like you mentioned the industrial revolution, you know, could be a change. I mean, it definitely could be, I think this could be a technological revolution, you know, with COVID and everything. So I I do, I do too, brother. I think that we are, you know, I think the, like you and I are going to become the dinosaurs, you know what I mean? We are the dinosaurs. Yeah, we are really are. We're just trying to keep up. (laughs) Really? And I, and I, I will readily admit I am, I'm thankful I'm a speaker because I don't know how to do all this other stuff they do. You know what I mean? I'm with Jeremiah come to me and be bringing some, bringing some schoolwork, brother, like, uh, you know, this common core math and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, bro, they don't need that in my profession. So <laughs> go talk to your mother. <laughs> I'll let you dog. Yeah. You I mean? gotta go walk the dog. Man. <laughs> oh, you see, do? See, see your bro. No, no. Oh, that, that, you yeah, tell that's, him. Right. Yeah. You tell him, I gotta go walk the dog, homie. Deuces. <laughs> He's well, standing there like, who's gonna help me with my homework? I'm serious, man. And it's and it's just like, you know, like dog, man, um you know, there there is a shift. So there should be that we should be seeing I know it's a titanic to move education. I know it's it, that's a huge, large, uh coveted ship. But that thing needs to start turning in another direction. It really should. So again, ladies and gentlemen, this that's it, man. We gave you gave us five minutes. We didn't take five oh six. Um, and so thank you black for joining with us tonight. Not that you joined with us, just hanging with us. VP showed up. He's brother VP doing jury duty. And so Greg Smith oh out there doing, doing, doing the work of the Lord out there in Calderet County. And, uh, thank you, Danny, for hanging with us tonight. Thank you to all of our sponsors and those of you that help us continue to push and make an impact in lives. That is truly what is it is about if all the trappings of this what we're doing here if all this fell through at the end of the day my team is about impacting people's lives and we'll do it with a platform or without but it is kind of easier to do it with a platform so black your book's coming out in august right that's the plan that's yeah the i plan. know i'm looking at i'm looking at the calendar closing in on mine 72422. I'm, like, I'm like, uh oh, I might need a I might need to call an audible. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that worries me is the copyright deal. I know I sent you this message yeah. in the chat is that you know I gotta get balling on it because I think you have to turn it in. It takes a while to get that copyright stuff done. Man, I'll put that book out and it won't be copywritten. Somebody will come along and say, That was my idea. Give me my brownie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you be, yeah, you King, <laughs> motivational speaker in jail for. Per- <laughs> Who wrote my book? You know, you're like, what? Give it, me that brownie. I will tell oh. you this, Black, and I'm just going to be transparent with everybody and honest. I hate writing this book. Not because I hate write, telling the story. It's just, it, it's arduous to me. You know what I mean? Like, I have to leave the house to go and focus. I procrastinate. I'm a procrastinator by nature. I'm best in the two minute drill. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, shoot, I got till July. I'll get it. I could whip out about 7,000 pages in June. 
Brother, you ain't gonna write this book the night before it's due, homie. Come on, man. That ain't gonna, that ain't gonna fly, dog. Right. You need to have this thing done. Man. I know, man. And that's why we have accountability. That's why we're gonna meet again uh, coming in the next coming week. We do meet. Our staff meets weekly or monthly, and we hold each other accountable. I mean, like this is a legit impacting life. Twenty four seven is legit, y'all. We are moving forward. And uh, Greg says, if it don't come out on July 24th, he's resigning. So I got to get the book done, Black. But again, Uh-oh. but again, Black is getting hit. Mike Black is going to have his book. What's the title of your book? Let's get a teaser out there. What's the title of it? So title of the book is The Journey of One Tortoise. And no, it's not a children's book. <laughs> yeah, The Journey of One Tortoise. And if you know Mike Black, it, it, you'll, you'll definitely have to get a copy of that. And uh, just a life story, life lessons, experiences. And that's what I'm saying. We're gonna we're we're trying to make impacting life 24/7 a label. Like, okay, man, you want to come down with us, man? Let we got we got several authors already on our team. Katrina just finished her second book. Greg, of course, has his best-selling book, and uh, Mike and I are finally catching up with the where we should be. I'm gonna go out first, then he's gonna come out right behind us, and uh, that's what that's what we're trying to do here, man. We are really trying to impact some lives. I wish people could really see our heart. So if you want to be a part of this journey, clkingspeaker.com and uh, make a contribution. All you got to do is scroll down to the bottom. Thousand bucks a week will get you in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we will be, uh, we're off tomorrow. We'll be back Thursday. We might do that show Thursday that we talked about. Then, of course, Friday, we have our event called Three Times the Fire with Brother Midget. Uh, Reginald Midget from New Bern, my man Greg Singleton, the Community College Person of the Year, and uh, the North Carolina Community College Persons of the Year, and of course, the one and only, the notorious Dr. Tabari Wallace. So we got three heavy hitters this coming Friday, 7 p.m. You going to be there, Black? I'm going to make it. Okay, because if you ain't there, you your pay is cut. Nice. <laughs> three times the fire let's do it y'all let's do it all right so until then we will see you guys thursday thank you so much thanks black to all of our team at impact life 24 7 we say good night we'll talk to you again real soon thanks mike thanks y'all